from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. We're live on your favorite social media platforms and video uh, uh, viewing platforms like YouTube and LinkedIn and Twitter, now X, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, and Instagram, and all and all these other awesome platforms. Thank you all for being here with us this morning. Um, <clears throat> it's a it's a busy show today. Um, yesterday's show obviously uh, really focused on the uh, situation in Israel. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about there, but today's show is going to be focused purely for practitioners. Um, tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we plan to do a little deep dive on some of the cyber events that are going on in Israel, some of the stuff that's going on there. It's really kind of the kind of changing. I don't want to say changing the game, but the hacktivism is uh, is making its way there. So we'll talk a little bit about that on tomorrow's show. So with that being said, our thoughts and uh, prayers are with the people of Israel and the uh um, over 900 dead, over uh, 2,700 wounded in the attacks by um, Hamas. Um, some of the stories that are starting to come through and some of the testimonies uh, from the survivors are um, heartbreaking. Um, everyone's seen clips of um, of, of, of uh, spokesperson Kirby uh, choking up uh, on the White House grounds yesterday, talking about some of that stuff with uh, Jake Tapper over at CNN. Anderson Cooper um, choking up after interviewing a survivor um, and not being able to continue to broadcast. Uh, the atrocities are are um, unfathomable. Uh, they're not human. These are animals, and they'll be dealt with like animals. Um, and so with that being said, join me for our morning cup of coffee. I've got my double espresso this morning. Cup, cup, cheers, y'all. So last week we talked a little bit about Looney Tunables and the Linux flaw. Well, now we're seeing proof of concept exploits for this CVE, which is CV 2023-49-11. The proof of concept exploit has already been developed following the disclosure of the critical buffer overflow vulnerability that's widely used in the GNU-C library present in various Linux distributions. Peter Giesler, uh, Will Dorman, a software vulnerability analyst with Carnegie Mellon Software Engineering Institute and a Dutch cybersecurity student at Idaho University of Technology were among those posting POC exploits on GitHub and elsewhere, indicating widespread attacks in the wild could soon follow. The flaw, which was uh, properly disclosed by the Qualys researchers, poses a significant risk of unauthorized data access, system alteration, and potential data theft for systems running Fedora, Ubuntu, Debian, and other major Linux distributions, potentially granting attackers root privilege on countless Linux systems. This does deserve every practitioner's top priority. And look, this is something where if you haven't done any meetings on, you should be calling for meetings today or tomorrow to address patching or mitigating this flaw as proof of concepts become available, so will attackers start to look for vulnerable Linux servers with these OSs and with these distributions and start to take care of them. So the uh, exponential growth of Linux has made it a bigger target. This is obviously followed by what we 
originally used to say about Mac OS, right? Or OS. No one targets OS to go after Windows. There's very few. So if you're on OS, you're less likely to be targeted. We know that to be false today with the amount of zero days we've seen in uh, uh, Apple OS. The same applies for Linux. And now this is significant. Amazon has also announced they're adding MFA requirement for users with higher privileges. So there's that. You want to make sure you get this addressed. And again, patching is another one. Mitigating the systems is is also critical. Uh, this is a system takeover. So really, you want to patch and address it. But if you can't do regular patching, can't do regular updating, then you got to have some some workarounds. And some of those um, are, are really not convenient. So just keep that in mind. The UK cable manufacturing giant Volex is being targeted in a cyber attack that involved unauthorized access to some of the company's IT systems and data. A statement issued yesterday, the power and data transmission product manufacturer said all of its sites remain operational. It doesn't expect any financial impact caused by the incident to be material. However, it did admit that it did relate to some minimal disruption to global production levels. On becoming aware, the group uh, enacted its established IT security protocols took immediate steps to stop the unauthorized access to its systems and data third-party consultants are on staff here and so apparently um you know this wasn't too bad from a uh, impact perspective but nonetheless um, significant because it, it impacts the supply chain and that's significant there as well for those using citrix netscaler the citrix netscaler login pages are now being used to steal credentials as hackers use those uh, to exploit a recent CVE 2023-3519er. The flaw is a critical unauthenticated remote code execution bug, which was discovered as a zero-day in July of this year. It impacts Netscaler ADC and Netscaler Gateway. You can go back and see those episodes in July. By early August, the flaw had been leveraged to backdoor at least 640 Citrix servers, and the figure reached 2,000 by mid-August. X-Force first discovered a Netscaler campaign while investigating a case where a client experienced slow authentication on their Netscaler device. The responders found that the uh, attackers breached using CVE 2023-3519 to inject a malicious credential uh, stealing JavaScript into the Netscaler's device index.html login page. Um, and then that web shell did its own work for them. So the threat actor registered several domains. For this, the X-Force identified almost 600 unique IP addresses for Netscaler devices whose login pages had been modified to facilitate credential stealing operations. Many of the victims were located in the U.S. and Europe, although you do see some in China, Japan, the Philippines, Malaysia, uh, the UAE, uh, Saudi, um, and, and so uh, South Africa and Australia, obviously. So there's that to be mindful of. And in a new patch now, including D-Link and Zixel gear remain vulnerable to take over despite availability of patches for several bugs being exploited by the uh, IZ1H9 campaign. Um, these guys are emerging vulnerabilities in a new campaign called IZ1H9. It's ramped up its malware development to target a range of unpatched routers and IoT devices and add them to a widening botnet used to launch targeted DOS cyber attacks. Researchers from the FortiGuard Labs Flagged the campaign, which was recently updated with 13 new payloads leveraging known vulnerabilities in dealing devices, Netis wireless routers, Sun Hilo, Sureline, and Gutebook IP cameras and Yellink devices management, Sixel devices, TP Link Archer, Cornix Jetwave, and Toto Link routers are all impacted. It's evident that the peak exploitation occurred on September 6th, but 
Fortinet is re recommending that people get those patched. A recent MacCart web skimming campaign is using three concealment techniques, including hiding malicious code in the targeted websites' 404 error page, according to Akamai researchers. Since at least 2015, we've talked about this for as long as I've had this podcast. Um, literally, MacCart was like top, top news in 2018 when the show really started to kind of gain uh, uh, traction. And so over the past several weeks, Akamai reports that one of the MacCard groups has been operating a sophisticated and covert campaign. They're targeting numerous websites, including those of large organizations in the food and retail sector, using various techniques to prevent detection, including hiding code in the default 404 error pages. Um, this relies on a malformed HTML image tag with an empty SRC uh, attribute to bypass the network scanners and trigger the code's execution within the context of the page. The second campaign uses a code snippet closely resembling the Metapixel code to make it appear legitimate. The code would then fetch the PNG image from a remote location, and which then is extracted and executes a loader like the one present. And the third variation um, is masquerades as a Metapixel code, but which said to fetch a request for a relative path that did not exist, leading to the 404 error. So that campaign is live. A lib. Q library impacting genome Linux system that could be exploited to achieve RCE on affected host. The CVE is 2023-43641, a CVSS score of 8.8. .8. The issue is described as a case of memory corruption in libq, a library designed for parsing Qshi files that impacts versions 2.2.1. libq is incorporated in tracker miners, a search engine tool that's included by default in the genome and indexes for files uh, in the system for easy access. Um, so there's that as well. Um, Alpha V, the guys behind the MGM ransomware attack are now saying it's that the, they've launched an attack on the Florida circuit court, the Florida circuit court, which is part of the first judicial system is apparently an impact with details, um, with details affecting, um, uh, CVs, social security numbers of employees, including the judges. Alpha V claims to process a comprehensive network to possess a comprehensive network of the map systems um, and other stuff as well. The gang is threatening to leak some of that data online. Um, so these guys, uh, these guys are out doing their own thing here. Um, so the breach happened last week on October 2nd um, and the circuit is prioritizing essential court proceedings and it will cancel and reschedule others for related uh and pause related operations for several days beginning of last week so um these guys are really trying to piss some people off and they might successfully do so here the third flagstar bank data breach since 2021 and now affects 800,000 customers flagstar which is now owned by the new york community bank is a michigan-based financial services provider that before its acquisition last year was one of the largest banks in the u.s having assets over 31 billion it's warning that now 800,000 U.S. customers had their PII stolen by cyber criminals due to the breach. Um, the data breach notification explains that Flagstar was indirectly impacted by Fiserv, a vendor uses for payment processing and mobile banking services. Fiserv was breached into widespread move it transfer data theft attack. And so the attackers exploited that zero day vulnerability. It's their third breach in two years. Uh, at there, they were hacked by the Acelion file transfers that went from a Celion to move it got breached there and so they're dealing with that as well that's it for our show this morning we'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more 
Thank you all for tuning in this morning. Please make sure to share it, like, subscribe, and follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till then, have a great rest of your day, and most importantly, y'all, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.